Okay, you were locked in to hour three, the after hours of RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Is that little H-Town? That's H-Town, right? And I believe that that is Devontae Swing on the production. Nice and slow. Shout out to H-Town. What is it? T.I. Shabazz or is it G.I. Shabazz and Dino? Yeah. I liked H-Town. Knocking the boots. Did one of them pass? One of the twins, yeah. Dino did, yeah. So shout out to H Town. Um, music industry is rough, man. It, it it's a lot. It's a lot of perseverance. It's a lot of hurry up and wait. It's a lot. It's it's feast or famine as far as the money goes. You know, you gotta have tough skin, a certain drive, and um a certain resilience within yourself because these people will try and tear you apart, tear you down, and <laughs> wring you dry, you know? That's the sad thing. I mean, sure, we see that in a lot of other industries, but I think with entertainment, that desire to be famous, that desire to be known. Because if it was just about the money, there are other industries that you could select, that you could make a lot more money, a lot faster, and a lot more consistently, Right? But the drive to perform sometimes allows people to, you know, be swayed, to be encouraged. So I bring all of this up because obviously we're talking about Aaron Hall and Luke and the commentary and so forth. But, um, you know, an interview has re- all of the skeleton. Well, I should not say ske- the alleged skeletons for Diddy are, you know, falling out the closet. People are fact checking receipts, going back over old interviews and so forth because of the various things that are coming out. I should say that a spokesperson for Diddy released a statement to NBC News about the additional lawsuits. And what was said was, these are fabricated claims falsely alleging misconduct from over 30 years ago and filed at the last minute. This is nothing but a money grab because of Mr. Combs' fame and success. He is an easy target for anonymous accusers who lie without conscience or consequence for financial benefit. The New York legislator surely did not intend or expect the Adult Survivors Act to be exploited by scammers. The public should be skeptical and not rush to accept these bogus allegations. We'll see. <laughs> we shall see. Well, listen, your guy, Shug Knight, we mentioned that he has a podcast from jail, right? And, you know, Shug is another, shall we say, chatty patty on occasion, right? And we did hear that, you know, if you watched I Want to Work for Diddy on VH1, at the time, Diddy had an assistant named Capricorn, Right. And Capricorn and Cassie were really close. And some years ago, Capricorn disappeared from the Diddy orbit. She was still around, but wasn't involved with that and kept a very, very low profile. So she has released some commentary because her name came up. Obviously, uh, some said that she kept it from Diddy, that Cassie was dating dating kid could he specifically and allegedly Diddy found out right well cap made some comments on social media too the first of which being 
They will skin you and wear you, baby girl, then pretend they never wanted the skin. Kim was the only person who didn't switch up. The only one. Dark times. I'm personally very triggered. I pray it's over. I never deserve this. Stop. Protect black women in real life. Rest in peace, Kim. She also said black women end up being the sacrifice for the junk. The last 11 years of my life, I had to deal with everyone's nonsensical allegiance to the devil. I pray that it ends. I don't think highly of any of you. Can't keep your head down and pretend stuff is not as cool no more. Do better. So those were her comments. Well, according to Shug, and I should say that doing a bit of fact checking, He's not lying in what he alleges in this video. Well, in this snippet from his podcast. But um, it, it just, you know, I, I don't know what to say about Diddy. I didn't, again, over the years, we've heard a lot of things. You never want to believe that kind of stuff. You kind of, even, and, and it's not the business stuff that I, I don't think that he's all the way right, but I didn't think that he was all the way wrong with that because of how the music business works and how other contracts were, right? Could he have done better for his people? Absolutely. Should he have been telling them it was a family and then not acting like family? Probably not. But business is tricky. But these other things, I don't know. When we come forward, we're going to play Shug's declaration of what he alleges happened to Cap. And why she no longer is down with Diddy. And then we're going to get into, you know, a couple other things. We're going to get into what Freddie, formerly uh, DeBan, had to say about Diddy in an interview not too long ago. And we're going to talk about Tiana and Amon because I want to hear your opinions on that. We've had so much conversation about how women should date down. And, um, you know, the success, envy from a mate. Might be real. We'll get into all of that on the other side. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Trending topics and the hottest happenings. You're listening to RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So we're talking Shug Knight and his podcast. And he recently addressed some of the allegations that are going around about Diddy. And he had this to add about Diddy's former assistant, Capricorn, who has, you know, stopped working with Diddy about, I want to say, 10 years ago, somewhere around there. And kind of has been low profile, still working in music, still popping out to do some things. But for the most part keeping a lower profile than before. Well, Shug says he knows why. What Puffy done, what Puffy did, what Puffy do, is not a surprise. Everybody know what it is. Hip-hop mogul Sean Diddy Combs has been accused of beating and sexually assaulting his ex-girlfriend and singer Cassie. I mean, you got to, to be able to do that type of sh- to a woman and other women, but it's not new. It's not like he's a uh, New news. Same time he beat the shot up. Uh, what's the little girl name? Uh, Cassie or whatever. He had an assistant by the name of Capricorn. He felt Capricorn. Cap was keeping his on a low about if she was messing with Cuddy or not. 
Puffy beat the shit out that <laughs> Now they do the beat the shit out of her. It was an interscope person. The interscope's check that paid her to settle or he wouldn't go to jail. So that's that's deep, right? That that fits along with it. And allegedly, I'm gonna put the disclaimer on it, very true that that is true and that Interscope allegedly paid Cap out. So I'm sure there was an NDA attached to it because Cap has not really, she's shown support and love for Cassie, but hasn't really said too much in reference to the allegations and even her name coming up. I read to you her statements that she did make and, um, you know, not too much detail. Understandably so. So another interview that is resurfaced was Freddie from Making the Band. You know, the band were the ones that were on the show Making the Band. They had to walk to Junior's for Cheesecake for Diddy. And this is also the same show where Day 26 came about and Danity Kane. So we've heard various things. Well, last year, Freddie did an interview where he talked about what went wrong and about how he's been suicidal because of his time at bad boy and with the band. He said that Diddy threatened his life. He also alleged that Diddy made 44 million for three seasons of making the band and that he only paid the six members of the band $500,000 for three seasons. That's not $500,000 a piece, $500,000 total for three seasons for all six of them, which basically adds up to about 28000 per season. So is that fair or not? They signed the contracts, the reality TV show contracts, kind of says what the amount is. Reality TV show contracts do not pay residuals. That's one of the reasons why reality TV took off, because it's cheaper to make than scripted, and there are no residuals. That could change in the future, but that's right now where it stands. So in Freddie's post, he said, God knows that if I was Diddy, I would have done way more for these kids. Any real ninja would have. You start out just chasing a dream, then it quickly gets snatched away. Made me never want to rap. God gonna have the last laugh. My talent was given to me to touch homes and hearts, and it was silence. You silence God's plan. God's plan. Everyone who took part in that will depart in horrible form. This year alone, I've contemplated suicide three or four times. I've pictured my brother walking in and finding me dead. I cried a few times thinking about leaving my son because I just got tired of life. That no matter what you do, you just got to keep at it. Um, He said, Puffy is the main reason why I hate life. People don't even understand. Like, I don't even care. I've never been um, been to a point where I thought of suicide my whole life. Never. I mean, I'm a gangster. I don't even know how I started thinking like that. I've done had it all and I fell to the bottom. How do you come back from that when you are battling a giant? It ain't got nothing to do with your skill because your skill is 90% better than anyone that's out there right now. I don't know about that, Fred, but we're going to let that ride. Um, What he did say that I thought was extremely interesting is he brought up the reasons, well, This is before the NDAs were offered. But to me, it makes so much sense why his mother and family were included in the NDA contracts. Freddie alleged that 
Diddy gave the band's publishing to his mother, Janice, that she owns the band's publishing and that his son, Justin, owned Mace's publishing. And that is the type of stuff that Diddy would do to try and make sure that you are not up. He also said he feels like there is nobody under Diddy's tree that was successful once they came out of Bad Boy. They never had follow-ups. They never had a, a run of success. He made no millionaires. I don't know, but I mean, he does make some points. On the other hand, Babs Bunny, who was also part of the band, said that from her experience, it's what you make of it. And some won, some didn't. She had started um, the first female battle rap league called Queen of the Ring, right? And she feels like, you know, it wasn't a nightmare. It wasn't the best thing. She just said that it was an experience. She also said the platform and contracts were all set up for the failure of hungry talent. Um, well, no, what she said, I'm sorry, I'm reading Willie from Day 26 statement. What she said was, I was just like, wow, he said that the contracts were a mess, and they were. I definitely agree. All of us can relate to that as far as the paperwork is concerned. I would not say it was my worst nightmare. It was dreams coming true with nightmares in and out. For me, that was my experience. I was a sponge, not caring about the negative things. I just tried to focus on all the positive things that I learned, which allowed me to keep pushing. Well, at the time, oh, and Willie from Day 26 said, in an Instagram post, making the band was an experience, but the platform and contracts were all set up for the failure of hungry talent. Learning, learning, it was a learning experience for sure. You got to understand that people will do whatever you allow them to do. So don't let your passion drive you to the wrong destination. And he said, making the band four, he shouted out day 26, Danny D. Kane. He said, they're all talented groups, but the situation in which we met was destined to fail. Diddy seemingly responded to Fred at the time and said, stop all your crying, moaning, and another word that starts with a B. Hustle harder and get the me- get out of the way. No ego, just hustle. This is what he said at the time. Making the band ran for three seasons from 2000 to 2002. They produced the group's O-Town. Where are they now? Remember them. Um, I don't think O-Town was Diddy's season, though. So, And I think that... The O-Town season was when it was still on ABC. I don't think Diddy got involved until the following season when it came to MTV. And those were the three seasons he did with the band, Danity Kane, Day 26, and Donnie Klang. So shout out to them. Again, it's a lot of stuff coming down the pike. We'll have to see what happens. So let's get into this Tiana Taylor and Iman Shumper thing. So we heard last week, obviously, that they are divorcing, right? We also heard that Tiana filed in January, but did not put their names on the filing. She just put initials to keep their privacy, right? Well, Iman fired back and he put their names on it on the filing. And so here we are. What it revealed is that Tiana basically felt like the marriage, she did say that there was cheating, even though in her Instagram statement, she said cheating wasn't the cause of the demise of their marriage. The 
filing said that there was, but it doesn't seem like that was the bigger problem. It seems like the problem was what she felt Amon being upset about her lifestyle. So this is what she said in the filing. That basically he would cause difficulties with the children. She considered ending her career for him. That when she had important events, he would try and not allow the children to go, make it difficult for her to handle her business. He flipped out when she wanted to work on certain projects. And we know that Iman wanted to be a rapper. He is now acting. He has a podcast. So it seemed, at least on the surface, that they were a match made in heaven, right? But though Iman was an NBA champion with the Cleveland Cavaliers, $40 million, that was what the total of his contracts were. Tiana still, outside of basketball, was the bigger star and was doing all of the things that he likely wanted to do for himself. Now, Tiana says she put him in position to win, passed along information, but it was never enough. She said that, for example, last summer when she dropped her Rose in Harlem, Jordan sneaker and they were having a celebration in Paris where Michael Jordan was going to be in everything. She wanted their two daughters, Junie and Rose, to go. Iman said nope, and it was his weekend. Tiana said not wanting to be difficult, she allowed them to stay with their father and that what their father did was sent them to his parents' house and didn't spend any time with them. She also said that he sabotaged certain business opportunities. Now, I know it's been a popular topic to say, you know, Tyler Perry told us that's what we should do. A lot of y'all agreed, you know, just do it for love. Don't worry about how much money they're making. It doesn't matter. But what I ask is that, and we've seen it in other situations, if, and in this case, this man is wealthy wealthier than his wife so it's not even a money thing but definitely if we want to talk popularity she definitely was the more popular of the two in the pop culture sphere I definitely think she raised his profile outside of the NBA and I think that it is something that we've heard from before Obviously, in this case, he was the breadwinner. But when you deal with someone that maybe is not as established as you, obviously, this is a special case. What are women to do if the man feels a little intimidated by it or emasculated by it? He thought he could handle it, but he couldn't. I don't hear a lot of commentary about what Tiana should have done. Would a broke man have been the answer to her problems? Not a broke man. I shouldn't say that. But would they not, too, be intimidated by the successful woman's success? Are these not real things that happen? I don't know. Andy? Was Iman still playing basketball at the time of their separation? What, Iman's been out the league for about, what, a year and a half, two years now? I was going to say like three or four. Three or four. So, no, he was definitely not. Okay. Um, I guess I can kind of see him maybe still being jealous, even though even though you could say that he made more money than him, he wasn't on a he didn't have a spotlight. No, you know what I'm saying if he wasn't playing ball, 
you probably didn't really know anything about what was going on with him. Like, yeah, he played with LeBron. Did people know about him when he played with the Knicks like that? Right. Once again, if you're a basketball fan, Knicks you state. knew about him. But, you know what I'm saying, his even though he had more money, and quite frankly, what state was he living in? Yeah, he got, what, 30, 40 mil? That, he probably really got 15 after taxes. And who knows? And who knows what his spending habits was like? So I could easily see how he can be, uh, you know, intimidated by her star power. And considering the fact that he does music as well. Right. And maybe his music just ain't popping off like that. You know, you thinking, man, I got Tiana Taylor. I mean, it should easily be people transferred listening to my music. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, I think so. What I will say is there was a period of time and I wrote about this in my book, Post Game Pass, Access to the Life, about power couples. And we talk about that a lot. But there was really a push, especially I feel like in the 2010s for singers or said rappers to hook up with an athlete and present that, you know, She's the Beyonce to his Jay-Z, et cetera, et cetera. We're out there doing it, taking over. I, I think that a lot of people tried for that and wanted that look. I We've heard a lot of athletes. Matt Barnes talked about it. Kobe Bryant introduced him to dating celebrity chicks, and he didn't want to let go of that. I've heard a lot of other athletes mention that. You know, they want that star power. But then when they get it, what happens can be a hard thing, you know. I hope that they come to a peaceful resolution. I'm sad that they didn't get to keep it as we're still best friends and all of the dirt is coming out. I don't know if Iman leaked this information on purpose. He may have. That's what's being implied. But listen. It's a lot happening. Brother Alfonso in the chat says something seems a little off about Tiana's story. Iman has been a regular on the shy and popping up every time I turn around as a guest star in a lot of shows. And he has. But supposedly he got those looks because of Tiana. That's what she's alleging, that she helped him to get in some of those situations. She made some calls. She did some things. Let's be real. Tiana, when, when was Iman acting? When was he talking about acting? He always talked about rapping, you know, and of course you're a couple. Some of these things can rub off. He is also from Chicago. So there's a lot there. I just, you know, hope that it's a peaceful resolution. I hope the kids are okay, but you could tell that there was some little things. If you caught some of their e-reality show, I'm telling you the reality show curse is kind of real, man. Sad because they really did look good together. And Didn't of course, they? I think we was all rooting for them. We were really rooting for them seven years. But, you know, Tiana was a little bit on the rebound with this. This is when she was coming off her relationship with Brandon Jennings. Little embarrassed by what happened with that. And allegedly her friend, you know, there's a lot of questions about that. But a lot of things. When we come forward, we'll have more trending topics, more headlines. We're going to get into um, was an NBA player dating an underage young lady and did social media expose it? We're also going to talk a little L.A. basketball, more trending topics, more headlines. You're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Shout out to LSG, man. Come on now. They have some bops. LaVert, Sweat, Hill. Stem Peach, Gerald, LaVert. You know that was a bop, y'all. Still got it on your playlist. So listen, we're going to get into some of this basketball talk. There is a lot to discuss, a lot to get into. Um, 
Wait, did I wrap up my other topic on the other side? It's been so long. I want to make sure I didn't leave y'all hanging. It's only been a couple minutes. It's only been a couple minutes. It feels like a long time. Um, Yeah, Tiana, I think we wrapped it up. I played for you. Well, we talked about what she has to say. We gave you a little bit of what Iman has to say. We wish them peace and blessings. And hope it doesn't get any messier, any uglier. Because, um, boy, 2023, as far as celebrity breakups and stuff, this has been one of them years, you know, and I like them as a couple. I thought creatively they would mix, you know, I liked in my mind the idea that, oh, these are two creative people. They look really nice together. They have two nice looking kids, you know, but it doesn't always come together like that. And then, too, um, he probably we talk about this a lot, though. Um, most athletes don't leave the game on their own accord. So I'm sure he wasn't ready to stop playing when he did. That has an impact on your mental. And I'm sure that that, (coughs) excuse me, has a further impact on your marriage, especially if you see your spouse succeeding, sometimes in areas that you want to succeed in too, and it's not quite turning over from you. And you go from having something to do, traveling, you know, your schedule has been set in some form or fashion since you were in junior high school. And now you got a lot of free time on your hands. A lot of time for some women. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to say it just because, remember, he has been, vis- you know, venturing out. He got caught up when he got pulled over that time. Chick in the car. He said he was coming from his cousin's house or doing a favor. All types of things. The other woman that he got caught up with that made Tiana come out with the statement that they have quietly been separated. We can't forget the video that was on social media where she was mad at the girl that um, reenacted the story that was thrown in there. So, But again, I'm not saying that necessarily to just throw shade on Iman. I'm saying that as a young man, and I feel like a lot of this sounds like I'm really on the men's side with all of this, and it is not it's okay, like Jill. that. It's okay, I Look, I try to be balanced. I try to be like realistic, real life. I do try and look at things from both sides so that I feel that I'm being impartial or at least fair to consider everything. And what I now, Amon, you shouldn't have been sacrificing your wife's career. She was nice enough to extend some stuff to you and try and include you in the mix. I know it's hard, but I will say that that trans um, transfer from NBA pro athlete life to not playing anymore and it happens in a blink of an eye probably not in the way that you intended it to is a mind game um I don't know if he did probably need to go to therapy and I'm not saying that because I'm saying anything is wrong with him per se but it's an adjustment and we've seen a lot of these men a lot of these former athletes lose themselves because they don't have an exit plan They don't know what they're going to do. And you think about a pro athlete's career. You're going to be done when you're in your late 20s, early 30s sometimes. You still got a lot of life to live and a lot of things to figure out. So, um, you know, that's it with that. So listen. (laughs) Wait, Andy, did you have something else to say about that? No. No. Okay, we're good. We're moving on. Um. So, Josh Giddy, he plays for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And last Wednesday, the day before 
Thanksgiving, some videos surfaced on social media. And what they claimed is, and they're gone now, but you could still find them if you wanted to, says Josh Giddy from the OKC Thunder with an underage girl. First video, he's talking to her brother. Um, so the girl put up some of these posts. They weren't on Josh's thing. And she implies that she's a junior in high school. Some say she's 15. Some say she's a little older. And on one of the things that she put up, I'm not sure if it was her Snapchat or her IG story, she put just bad word, Josh Giddy. What's up with that? She's supposedly a junior in high school, which would mean what? Underage. Now, Josh is 20, just turned 21 um, since the season has started a couple months ago. So the NBA is investigating these claims. Some people are upset that the OKC Thunder did not suspend him from playing while these claims are being investigated. A reporter asked Josh about it. And his response was, I understand why you're asking me, but I can't answer this right now. Here's the thing, and I'm unclear, one, how old the girl is, who she really is. We know what was implied. We don't know if that was fact. But what we do know is that the age of consent is different depending upon what state you are in. I believe the age of consent age of consent in Oklahoma is 16 or 17, right? So that could be because the coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder also released a statement saying, we've looked into it. The NBA is going to do what they do. But right now, there are some, some information that is not available, but we feel comfortable allowing him to play. That would lead me to believe it has something to do with the age of consent in their state. I don't know this to be a fact, just assuming I looked up the age of consent. I can't remember if it was 16 or 17. I think it was 17, but it may have been 16. Point being, realistically too, right? What happens when you turn 18? If if she is 16 and he was 20 in high school, that's a freshman and a, a freshman and a senior. Right. Not sure what's going to happen. Some are also upset that, for example, Malika Andrews on ESPN didn't handle this and talk about this. They feel the way that she has with some black athletes. Some are also pointing out that. There had this have been a black athlete, they feel they would have been suspended and then found out what happened. So it's an interesting situation that we'll keep our eye on, but just wanted you to be aware of what's going on. Andy? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's an unfortunate situation, you know. Um, <laughs> I, it's, it's probably hard for me to say, like, I was a Giddy fan, you know. I, I definitely, as a fantasy player, I rocked with Josh Giddy. I think he had a unique game, but it, it is unfortunate to hear these things. I think if it was, like you said, if it was a, a black athlete, um, you would have saw him immediately get suspended. I saw the clip of Malika Andrews touch on it. She didn't have the same energy or the same vitriol she did when she talked about Ime Udoka and I forgot the other player or whatnot. Kevin Porter Jr. Kevin probably, Porter Jr., yeah. you know, um, it's, it's, it, 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 it's sad. Um, and I did not know anything about uh, the state of Oklahoma, uh, 16 years of age. It's 16 or really? 17. Yeah. That doesn't it's, make it right, though. It doesn't make it right. You, you know what's funny? Do you know what the age of consent is in California? What? I think it's 17. 
right? It's different depending upon which there are laws that are still on the books that are just coming off the books as far as child marriage and, and things of that nature. Tricky, tricky thing. You go back to the old, may, probably not your parents, but maybe your grandparents, maybe a little older, might be 10, 12 years difference between granddaddy and grandma. We're coming around, but things were definitely different. Des Bryant hit Malika Andrews off on Twitter and said, you went out of your way to crucify Brandon Miller on draft day over something he didn't even do. Why haven't you said anything about Josh Giddy? I advise you not to make this a black or white thing. Your parents really raised you wrong, and just because you went to a private school doesn't make you better. You appeal, and I know you're kind. You're just a puppet. I don't know how a former or current NBA player could sit there across from you and look at you with some kind of respect. So, um, yeah, that, that, listen, there were some other statements like that. Um, some people have said because Malika was kind of a golden girl and some people feel that feelings towards her changed when they discovered that she was dating and now I believe engaged to Dave McMiniman. I believe that's his name. Also an ESPN reporter. Malika is biracial. Dave is white. So you can follow the path. Des kind of alluded to that in that statement right there. What people are trying to say is going on with Malika. Malika's not an old person, per se, when you think about it. You know, her sister, Kendra. Why you take Andy? You were about to say something, and then you changed her mind. Um, Malika is not even 30 yet, I don't believe. She's fairly young from the Bay Area. Her sister, Kendra, also works for, she worked for the Warriors for a minute, also works for ESPN. I think she's like 25 or 26. So we will, you know, keep our eye on that. But people got a lot to say. I don't know. Um, Really quick. Hmm. <laughs> Our Lakers, my Lakers, me and Andy's Lakers, they lost by 44 tonight to the Philadelphia 76ers. Unacceptable. Don't know what's happening. Not a good thing. Yeah. Relying too much on LeBron. We need to trade. Where's Austin Reeves? Where's Rui? What's going on? Look, man, you know, we, we handle the teams that we're supposed to, but when it comes to these elite teams, we just seem to not be able to compete. But I'm not surprised at the same time that we lost. I didn't think we were going to lose the way we lost 44 points? Yeah, that's 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 uncalled for. 44 points is embarrassing. But on a lighter note, though. The Clippers lost. <laughs> the Clippers lost. And how y'all going to lose, right? How y'all going to lose to a Denver Nugget team without Jamal Murray, without Nikola Jokic, their top two players, and y'all lose to former Clippers Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan, who had games of their lives. That makes today just a little bit. A little bit Good. sweeter? Just a little bit sweet. Just a little sweet. Well, I'm going to tell you what I saw on the X Twitter. A photo of Paul George with his stats. Six points, two for 13 on his field goals, 0 for 4 on three points. And you know what video they're using to accompany it? No. His Halloween costume where he dressed up as Where's Waldo. I don't know why he did that to himself. We're going to see that a lot this season. They were making comments then in Halloween about this could be his performance. It's it's crazy how life works sometimes. He probably should have thought about a different outfit for Halloween. I think so, too. I think so. We will see what happens. Oh, and, you know, Russ is Russ. So, Russ 
got into it with some fans that were courtside and security security had to get involved um so yeah you know I don't know. Things aren't looking good right now in the West for our teams. You know, Clippers, Lakers, you're not doing too good. Warriors, they look to be struggling. Dynasty looks to be, you know, going through some things. Andy? I was going to say, I think uh, we're witnessing a shift. We are. A lot of the younger teams are, are they're popping right now. These older teams are kind of. What do you think about the Suns so far this season? Uh, they haven't had all three of their players at the same time. So I think it's going to be a challenging season for them. I do see them making the playoffs, um, probably one of the lower four seeds, if not the play-in. If they don't get Bill, KD, and Booker together on the court for at least a good stretch of maybe 30 games, I think it's going to be challenging for them come playoff time. So let me ask you this, because what we have the first uh, In-season tournament? Yeah, like playoff thing or however it goes, mm-hmm. seating coming up this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that that is a distraction for the players? Do you think players will be like, oh, well, you know, at least we got this or, you know, we got a little extra bump. I'm not really – we were never really in contention for a title anyway. Do you think that it will bring about some complacency? Does it even matter? Like, are fans, or are you paying attention to it? Do you think about it on those Tuesday and Friday games when the court looks crazy? I don't think about none of that. Um, the only thing that's dope is, you know, the courts, you know, the cool-looking courts. Other than that, you know, I think uh, the opportunity to win 500 k um, I think it's something that's inspiring, at least for, you know, the, the 12th, 13th, 14th, and 15th man on the bench. Um, I think they're more so excited about it. But, um, you know, when I'm just when I'm just looking at the Lakers and looking at somebody like a LeBron, LeBron ain't tripping over the in-season tournament, although he spoke highly about it. Like, yo, we are motivated to, to win this thing because they are looking at a Max Christie or, you know, whoever else is on the hood, Shafino. They looking at them and would love for them to get a nice little check. So uh, am I, to me, it's, it's still a regular season game and it counts as a regular season game. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, April, May and June. Um, but I think it, it would be a, a morale booster for a Laker team or any team for that matter to to be able to win that tournament. I think that's the purpose of it. You know what I mean? Like they win it. It gives them maybe a little bit of confidence that, you know what, later on down in the season, come playoff time that, you know, we're going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. Mm, OK, well, we're going to have to see what's up. Um you know, but L.A. basketball, we're going to need you guys to get it together. I mean, I know that some fans don't start paying attention until Christmas, but you do realize the NFL is coming for your days, right? So let's get it together. Let's show them that we have some morale, that we play hard all season. We stand on business. Even if the NFL is coming for the NBA's days, I don't think it's going to play a factor. You don't think so? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. The NFL had their day couple days ago thanksgiving christmas time i think we've been programmed to watch basketball but if football is available you don't think if football is available and and your team is playing if you're from dallas and the cowboys are playing i can understand the city of dallas tuned in but if the lakers are playing the nuggets or the lakers are playing the suns or the warriors i think people are gonna be tapping into that what do you speaking of what do you think about the the you know the texas trio down there i mean can coach i'll say that hey hey I know we lost to the Rockets the other day, but now it's like, okay, they are beating some solid teams. And 
hey man, that's a testament to his his coaching. But they also got a couple veterans in in Van Vliet and um, and Dylan Brooks that kind of helps him defensively. So you got a nice balance of youth talent and, and some rough riders. You you gonna get some uh, some good things coming out of that. Indeed. Um, are you impressed with Wimby? I kind of I just. Wimby just needs to gain a little bit more weight. You think he'll and be I all think, right once he picks up yeah, the weight to be able he, to move around? He the has NBA the bodies. talent. He has the skill. He just needs to get a little bit uh, more weight like Giannis. And I think he'll be crazy come next year. And do you think, okay, before, last one, is Dallas irrelevant? Because I feel like they're just not even pushing the, they're there, but just middle of the pack. And with Kyrie and Luka, I feel like we should really be speaking about them much more. Um, They're going to be under the radar. But I think people do need to pay attention to them because they are winning. If I'm not mistaken, they're top four seed in the West. Yeah, people need to pay attention. Maybe not now, but come playoff time, they're going to be. Need to wake up. Absolutely. Well, listen, when we come forward, we're going to be wrapping up the night. I'm going to break down to you what we have coming up this week. And I want to tell you about a famous line from a movie that was totally improvised. All of that and more. You're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. RSVP with Jill Monroe is your go-to show for staying in the know. More engaging conversation when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Yeah, we loaded you down tonight. That's how it is some nights. So I hope you enjoy the conversation um, again, hit us up on social media if you have any commentary you want to talk back. Let me let you know some of the things that we have coming up for you this week because you always should be locked in at 9 p.m. Monday through Friday, VIPs. What are we talking about here? Tomorrow night, we're going to try this one more time. We're going to have Antoine Walker as our guest. We're going to ask him a lot of questions. I got a lot of questions for him, so maybe it's a good thing that, you know, we had technical issues and rescheduling, whatever. Antoine's going to be on. On Thursday, we are going to have an amazing show. I have interviews for you with the cast of Raising Canaan, Power Book 3. It hits stars on December 1st, so we're going to be talking with the entire cast and the showrunner. Also an interview with Reginald Hudlin, who is the director of Candy Cane Lane, Eddie Murphy's movie. And, you know, Wednesday, we're going to have our Keep It Real friend here, Trent Jackson. So a lot to look forward to this week. Thank you for locking in and checking out RSVP with Jill Monroe, as always. On the other side, you know what's coming up on the other side, the best of KBLA. I hope that you have an amazing night. And that you are locked in and ready for more trending topics, more headlines across entertainment, sports, lifestyle, and culture tomorrow. Have an amazing night.